Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Park, I'm Scott Gelman. A jury convicts the disgraced South Carolina attorney accused of killing his wife and son. We got a conviction for a man accused of killing two people in Fairfax County. I'm Nick Ainelli. Gains on Wall Street. The Dow closed up 342 points. Asian stocks higher this morning. Good morning. It's 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Fody in Washington. That high-profile South Carolina wife and son murder case ends with a very short jury deliberation. Our reports start with that jury's decision reported by CBS's Steve Futterman. It found Alec Murdoch guilty on all four counts, including two counts of murder. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste at the courthouse. This was a case that the prosecution reiterated over and over again that Alec Murdoch is a liar. He lied about whether or not he was near the crime scene just before the murders. And then he said on the stand that he was, that he'd lied for a decade about financial crimes. He'd lied about an opioid addiction to his friends and his family. The case received nationwide attention as Murdoch from a prominent South Carolina family denied killing his wife Maggie and son Paul. Law professor Lori Levinson. They had a motive for him the opportunity and the evidence that he was offering just didn't make sense. Our weather watch this overnight starts in Texas, where we're listening to hail, one part of a storm system that has now gotten about 145,000 utility customers into the dark. That means a lot more people. There have been hundreds of flights canceled in Dallas, and now there are tornado watches in parts of Louisiana, Arkansas, and Mississippi. This, the same system that dumped huge amounts of snow in California, which expects to get some more. In Washington, the House Ethics Committee unanimously votes to investigate the Republican New York Congressman George Santos, who admits fabricating much of his life history and who is now the subject of numerous local, state, federal, and international investigations. A month after the Norfolk Southern train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, officials of the railroad meet there with skeptical, if not angry, residents. Every person that I've talked to that's reached out to me does not feel comfortable in their own home. They either have severe issues, reactions, their kids vomiting, nosebleeds, numbness in their mouth, numbness in their fingers. They have stomach cramping. They have diarrhea. The Centers for Disease Control reports a most unusual death in Florida. The CDC says the man died from a brain-eating amoeba last month after rinsing his sinuses with tap water. Experts are still investigating the death, but suspect an organism called Nagleria fowleri may have caused it. It's found in freshwater like lakes and rivers and your tap, which is why anytime you need to rinse your sinuses, the CDC says you should boil water and let it cool or use distilled water. But it insists people cannot get sick from drinking tap water. Monica Ricks, CBS News. In Los Angeles, there's a $25,000 reward for suspects involved in a theft ring that has been targeting armored vehicles robbing victims at gunpoint over the past year. This is CBS News. You can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. WTOP at 303. Good Friday morning, March 3rd, 2023. Welcome in this early hour. Cloudy with rain developing this Friday. Breezy, colder. Eyes holding in the mid to upper 40s. We're at 45 in our nation's capital right now. 
Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour ride. Topping the local stories we're following for you as we head into this morning together. We begin with the story of a teenage boy dead, another in the hospital this morning, all after they were shot near Upper Marlboro, Maryland, last night, Thursday night. Now, Prince George's County Police say this morning it happened around 8.40 in the evening Friday on Parkstone Drive near Richmond Run. At that time... Officers say they found one of the male teens dead at the scene. The other teen was taken to the hospital, we're told, where they are now in stable condition this morning. Homicide detectives are still looking for a motive and suspect in the case. They are asking anyone this morning who has info to contact Prince George's County Police as soon as possible. An area community is in shock after its mayor is arrested. The mayor of College Park is being held this morning without bond on child porn charges. Only a couple of weeks elapsed between the time when the investigation began to when 47-year-old Patrick Wyon was arrested. He's behind bars on 56 charges related to the possession and distribution of child pornography. The image and videos had been uploaded to the social media account in January of 2023. Prince George's County Police Chief Malik Aziz. We believe there will be uh, additional charges in the future for for what we're looking at. Court documents describe pictures and videos involving young boys in ugly graphic detail and say that Wyon admitted he did possess them during a search of his home on Tuesday. Wyon resigned from his position of mayor late Wednesday night, shortly before his arrest. At Prince George's County Police Headquarters, John Dome in WTOP News. College Park City Council held an emergency meeting last night on this following the arrest and resignation of Mayor Patrick Wyon. The council voted to remove Wyan from all of the committees and boards that he's on. City Council Member Denise Mitchell will now also serve as the presiding officer until a new mayor is elected. Here's pro tem, Mayor Pro Tem, that is, Denise Mitchell this morning. While we continue to process everything that has happened today, city services and work cannot and will not stop. It is vital for our community and our residents to know the city services will continue to operate uninterrupted. The City Board of Election Supervisors will meet later today to discuss a special election. Wyon is expected in court for a hearing today to determine whether or not he'll remain in custody or will receive bond or a pretrial release. This is Scott Gelman. The arrest of College Park Mayor Patrick Wyon caught some residents by surprise. Michael Weaver has lived here for 20 years. Kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's terrible. In a statement, the city says it, quote, knows that this news is distressing and difficult for our community. Mayor Pro Tem Denise Mitchell will lead the city until a special election is held. Resident Drake Allen says the city is going in the wrong direction. I don't know if this is going to wake anybody up, but it should. It should, but it probably won't. What's Weaver looking for in a new mayor? A regular mayor, you know. It's just does his job, right? <laughs> Outside City Hall in College Park, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP at 306. President Joe Biden says if it reaches his desk, he will not stop a GOP-led bill that would prevent D.C. from putting in place new criminal penalties. This decision could mean D.C.'s hope to rewrite its criminal code will not happen. 49 GOP senators in all now support the measure, and Republicans only need two Democrats to join them to get a majority. We are getting reaction to the news as well this morning here at WTOP. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton, for her part, called it a sad day for D.C. home rule and D.C. residents' right to self-governance. Councilmember Charles Allen chimed in in a statement saying the bill that opposes the new crime code is about manufacturing tough-on-crime, quote-unquote, rhetoric, and would make the district, he thinks, less safe and less fair. He was charged with killing two people locally in Fairfax County. Now, he's been convicted and will soon learn his prison sentence. I'm just hoping that the families can 
start to feel some closure. Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano says it took a while, but now a jury has found Johannes Nesebu guilty of voluntary manslaughter in the shooting death of Hanok Johannes in 2016. Last year, Nesebu was convicted of shooting and killing Kidest Semena in the same incident. Prosecutors say he killed both the victims after a drug deal went bad, then fled to Ethiopia. It took years through a lot of processes to get him back to stand trial for the killing of two individuals. Nesibu will be sentenced in June. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Good morning. Welcome to WTOP. Friday morning, March 3rd. Glad you're with us this early morning. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. We're the time now. Friday morning is 3.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. It's not a bad-looking Friday so far. No reported delays on the Capitol Bellway in or around Loop, Maryland, or Virginia. That is despite two work zones that are still laboring away. Those are both in Virginia. Outer Loop after the GW Parkway with two left lanes getting by. Inner Loop coming from Annandale through Merrifield. It's going to be single right past the work as you get toward I-66. Heading on to Tyson's after that, you're good. On 66, we have one work zone left over outside the Beltway, as far as we know, and that's going to be westbound after 123 with the left lane getting by. Seeing some delays eastbound on 66 near Nutley. They may have thrown some cones down there, but we can't spot them in the camera. Let us know what you're seeing there or anywhere. 866-304-WTOP or send us a message through the WTOP app if you can do that safely. On the Dulles Connector Road, your eastbound ramp to the inner loop. Can't use it right now. It's still blocked for work, or at least it wasn't last report. 95 and 395 coming out of Fredericksburg this morning. No reported delays through Dale City and all the way to the Springfield Interchange and onto the 14th Street Bridge without reported incident. On the Maryland side, 95 is quiet between the beltways. We did have some work northbound BW Parkway after 197. Don't know if it's still there yet or not, but at last report, northbounders on the parkway were staying right in a single file to get past some guardrail work through Laurel. After that, you're good. 270, nothing pending so far as you make your way from Frederick this morning through Urbana and through Gaithersburg and all the way to the Springfield Interchange. And then 50, between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway through Annapolis and Bowie, nothing pending now. And across the Bay Bridge, looks like we're still doing the two-way dance on the eastbound span of the Bay Bridge, but doing that without delay. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 and weather alert tracking the rain, making its way our way. It'll be a cold, rainy windy Friday for sure. That wind really picking up in the afternoon. That rain continuing off and on all day. The heaviest actually coming in on our Friday night, so watch out for that. The weekend looking better, both Saturday and Sunday. Sunshine, highs in the 50s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Having dropped a degree, we're at 44 degrees in our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour brought to you Friday morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. WTLP at 310. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street begins the Friday session with modest gains for the week. The interest rate outlook continues to drive the market. A comment from the president of the Atlanta Fed that there could be a pause in interest rate hikes this summer sent stocks higher yesterday. The Dow led the rally, gaining 1%. The S&P and NASDAQ added 7 tenths. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the Fed needs to reduce the heat in the job market. But she tells American Public Media's Marketplace program that she does not mean that people need to lose their jobs. She says more should be done to increase the supply of workers.
Nordstrom is shutting down its Canadian operations as part of an effort to simplify its business. The company has six Nordstrom stores and seven off-price rack locations north of the border. They employ about 2,500 people. The closings are expected to be complete by mid-year. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Quick look at the tough stories we're working on Friday morning here at WTOP. Disgraced South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdoch has been found guilty this week of murdering his wife and son. The jury deliberated for less than three hours. A popular local mayor resigns from his position. He's been arrested on child pornography charges. Keep it here on WTOP for full details on these stories in just minutes ahead. Stay with us. WTOP now at 312. Casey's long-troubled housing authority is taking a new tax this week. The director testifying to a council committee. She plans to reopen the wait list for public housing for the first time, actually, in nearly a decade. There are 22,000 people on that wait list who selected public housing. And before changing the policy to reopen the list and allow new applicants to select their preference for where they want to live, Housing Authority Director Brenda Donald says her team has to reach out to all 22,000. In date order of when the people first signed up, which has been 25 years ago. In earlier testimony to the Committee on Housing, resident Ronald Smith said he's been on the public housing wait list since 2006. I'm 76 years old. When is my uh, name going to come up after I'm dead? Donald says her team plans to reopen the list next month with access to 500 newly renovated apartments. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. This is WTOP News. A man is dead after being stabbed inside the Petworth Library on Kansas Avenue locally in northwest D.C. last night. Assistant Chief Sean Benedict describes the incident. He was actually seated uh, at a computer when the aggressor comes in right behind and proceeds to kind of slowly approach him, take out a knife, and proceed to attack him. Some bystanders helped stop the attack, but the victim died in the library. D.C. police say this morning the suspect is in custody this hour and that the incident was a deliberate attack, they think. Both men were unhoused and knew each other. Police say there is no threat to the public tonight. The outdoor facilities around Silver Springs and Northwood High School will be closed until further notice. This after the area was targeted by a hate group with flyers that contained anti-Semitic language and hate speech as well. The Washington Post reports on this that the high school's administration calls this an outside hate group. The flyers were posted apparently at the same locations on Athletic Field four times. A letter from the principal sent to the school community recently does not name the group, and we don't know what the flyers actually say. The closure starts this weekend on Saturday. Residents in East Palestine, Ohio, finally got their chance this week to confront representatives from the Norfolk Southern Rail Company during a town hall. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, meantime, is ordering the rail company to expand its testing to include chemicals that stay in the environment longer. This morning, CBS News correspondent Lana Zak, who was at the meeting, explains for us what residents say they have been going through. They have health problems, and they've talked to me about dizziness, nausea, rashes, um, and that they can even taste in many cases. I heard this repeatedly from people that I spoke with. They could taste the chemicals in the air. One of them said it's almost like if, if you could taste a battery, that's what it felt like, and your tongue gets a little bit tingly. In the meantime, Norfolk Southern CEO will testify before a Senate hearing next week on Thursday. The death toll from Wednesday's awful head-on collision between two trains in Greece 
has risen to 57. 48 people and all injured in the crash remain in the hospital this morning, including six in intensive care. Emergency crews continue slowly cutting through the mangled remains of a passenger train in their search for victims. In the meantime, rail workers went on strike to protest years of underfunding that they say has left the country's train system in a dangerous state. Human error is blamed for this crash. And a station master from the city has now been charged officially with manslaughter in the case. A Pennsylvania man will remain behind bars after the TSA found explosive fluids in his suitcase this week. 40-year-old Mark Muffley of Lensford checked a suitcase with explosive materials, fuses, and a lighter in his suitcase for a flight to Florida. He's accused of running out of the airport when he heard his name paged. His lawyer says the construction worker only wanted to set off fireworks on a Florida beach. But the judge in the case says he knew items were prohibited on the flight. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Charlie did not die from an overdose. Charlie was poisoned. Websites and social media selling fake medicines may look legitimate, but they're not. He died in less than 15 minutes after taking the pill. Any medication not purchased from a licensed pharmacy could be deadly. No other family should go through this. It's just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Learn about fake medicine on social media and if an online pharmacy is safe. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. When there's not enough coffee in all of Washington to get you going. You've got John and Michelle. Woo! Mornings on WTOP News. WTOP at 317, Friday morning, March 3rd. An update on traffic and weather in just one minute. If you're thinking this fasting trend might be good for you, I'm here to tell you it's not. I'm Cooper Lawrence, health and wellness expert, and this is all well and good. Studies have been trying to tell you that this new fasting trend is not healthy for you and could lead to everything from headaches to early death. But now we have the first study to explain why. Apparently fasting, more specifically skipping breakfast, triggers a response in the brain that negatively affects immune cells. The study found that this knock to your immunity is one that's specifically linked to your ability to fight infection, but it's also linked to heart disease and to cancer. Yes, losing weight is important for your overall health, but fasting is undoing all of those benefits. I'm Cooper Lawrence, and this is All Well and Good. We have breaking news overnight. Every morning, Gail King, Tony DeCopel, and Nate Burleson bring you un biased original reporting. We begin with a destructive weather system. Another day, another exclusive CBS report. CBS Mornings, weekday mornings on CBS. Coming right up on WTLP this early Friday morning. Drivers worried about what's down the road for self-driving cars. I'm Neil Augenstein. WTLP at 318. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. 95 Virginia, no reported delays as you make your way out of Frederick this, uh, Fredericksburg this morning. Nothing pending across the Rappahannock or the Occoquan all the way to the Springfield Interchange. 395 is quiet, too, as you head for the 14th Street Bridge. On 66, eastbounders doing fine. No overnight work to dodge this morning. It's a clean ride from Haymarket to the Roslyn Tunnel. Westbounders are still dodging cones in at least one or two spots. One was inside the Roslyn Tunnel with the right lane getting by. The other one was near 123, exit 60, and that was one to the left to get by. Everything else has picked up and gone home, and it's Friday. Who can blame them? On the Beltway, the two outstanding work zones, Outer Loop after the GW Parkway with two left lanes getting by, Inner Loop, 
passing Route 50, Arlington Boulevard, heading toward I-66 with the right lane getting by. Those are the only issues pending on the Beltway in Maryland or Virginia inner or outer loop. You go to Maryland now and check 95. It's quiet between the beltways. We did have some guardrail work northbound on 95, uh, northbound on the BW Parkway after 197. A right lane was getting by, but doing so pretty quietly. 270 out of Frederick. This morning, nothing pending so far through Urbana and through Clarksburg. No reported delays all the way to the Springfield, all the way to the uh, the Lane Divide, I should say. Fifty across the Bay Bridge. Still with two-way travel on the eastbound span, doing that without delay. And then the ride between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway through Bowie and Annapolis. Nothing pending at the moment. On the district side, the southeast-southwest freeway, the 295s, uneventful. Ian Crawford, WTOP. 14-4 radar tracking rain making its way across our area, and it will be moving in. And it will become fairly heavy at times during the day. Periods of rain in the afternoon, and then heavier rain in our evening hours. So if you're heading out this evening, make sure you take the coat and the umbrella as we make our way into the day on Saturday. Today, a little bit better. Sunshine, high temperatures in the mid-50s, but rather breezy. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 50 degrees in Hyattsville, 43 Fredericksburg, 50 Foggy Bottom. We're 50 straight up and holding in our nation's capital. This check of the 3 a.m. hour on WTOP Friday morning, March 3rd, brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check him out. Lynn the Plumber. This is WTOP News. You're listening to WTOP News. Good morning. Glad you're in with us here at WTOP. It is now possible for former President Donald Trump to be sued by injured Capitol Police officers and lawmakers over the January 6th Capitol attack. That's what the Justice Department told a federal appeals court this week. The former president has been saying that he has a sweeping claim of immunity from civil suits filed against him in connection to the Capitol riot, a sentiment the DOJ urges the federal appeals court to reject. Politico senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein with our Dimitri Sotis this morning. This is something we've been waiting on for a couple months from the Justice Department. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals had arguments back in December on, I think it was probably two or three lawsuits, but there are a, a total of about a half a dozen lawsuits filed by either lawmakers who are on the Hill on January 6th or police who say they were injured in some way uh, during the melee that occurred uh, during the Capitol riot that day. They blame a number of different figures for what happened, uh, including some of the demonstrators and rioters, but also the suits name former President Trump as someone who instigated this. And the D.C. Circuit is wrestling with this question of how much immunity uh, is Trump entitled to as president. His lawyers, his private lawyers, we should say, have argued that it's absolute, complete immunity that the president of the United States cannot be sued for anything that he did in a speech or something like that uh, while he was president. And the Justice Department came in today with a more nuanced answer, uh, saying that under some circumstances, a president could be sued for inciting a riot or something along those lines. But they also had some concerns that that position not be taken too far. That's political senior uh, senior legal affair reporter Josh Gerstein on WTOP with our Dimitri Sotis. WTOP News Time, now 322. This is WTOP News. Several library books that are being challenged around the country are being reviewed in Frederick County locally. The Frederick News Post says 35 challenged books, many which are romance novels written for young adults, are being reviewed by a 59-person committee. Now, the committee includes educators, parents, students, and community members, we're told. Most of the books were in high school libraries with three found in middle schools. The review process began after former Board of Education candidate Cindy Rose 
filed the first formal complaint with the school district alleging several titles contained what she thought was inappropriate material. Metro is reporting a post-pandemic COVID ridership record this week. 318,000 hopped on the Metro trains to get around the DMV this week. That's 5,500 more in one day than the previous post-pandemic high for COVID back in October. While up, the ridership numbers are still said to be way down from pre-COVID pandemic daily highs, which were at about 600,000 riders. The technology continues to improve, but a new study shows that you may be growing more fearful of those self-driving cars these days. While there is still a very high level of interest in partially automated vehicle technology, attitudes toward fully self-driving vehicles have become increasingly apprehensive. Regina Ali with AAA Mid-Atlantic says the auto industry isn't doing a good job of letting drivers know what's available in cars today. Nearly one in ten drivers believe that they can buy a vehicle that can drive itself while they are asleep. None of those are on the market. But she says 6 in 10 drivers say they'd want current autonomous safety tech in their next car. Blind spot warning, adaptive cruise control, as well as automatic emergency braking systems. Neil Orgenstein, WTLP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTLP.com. Washington. Breaking news happens every day. This just in from Arlington. So can you really afford to miss even a single day of WTOP? We're hearing about an incident in Bethesda. Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. WTOP at 325. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. And we check in once again this morning with Brock. 19-108 in the first of consecutive games between these two playoff contenders at Capital One Arena. Kyle Kuzma set the pace, scoring the game's first 10 points on his way to a game-high 30, telling NBC Sports Washington. This is probably the biggest game of the year. We just followed our game plan to a T. We knew what they wanted to do offensively. We had a great, great uh, game plan. We stuck to it. Everybody was in their strengths, helping each other on the string, and it really propelled us to get this victory. So did the return of Chris Topps Porzingis from a two-game absence to score 25 points and help the Wiz get their first home win over the Raptors in five years. In the Patriot League tournament, American erased an early 11-point deficit in Annapolis. They stunned Navy 52-51 and advanced to the semifinals Sunday. Senior day at Howard went very well. The Bison cruised to an 87-67 victory over Norfolk State to win the MEAC regular season title for the first time since 1987. And the Howard women never trailed the Spartans in a 60-55 victory to cap a winning season and a 10-4 conference mark. Longtime NFL referee Jerome Boger is retiring after 19 seasons as an official. Among his career highlights, he refereed Super Bowl 47. That Ravens win over the 49ers interrupted by a Superdome power outage, and he led the NFL's first all-black officiating crew in 2020. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Alrighty, thanks Rob. As always, 326, an update on traffic and weather just around the corner. 